nerds, this is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will. Oh, Will, we got ourselves some grand plans this year. Are you ready for them? I am ready for them. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I mean, I'm excited. It's 2018. Yeah. We got trailers dropping left and right. We got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. We got Han Solo footage. Yes. Yes, we got some solo footage. It was, you know, long awaited. We, you know, we've, we've been between our show here and our social media, we've been wondering when something was going to drop, given that this movie is supposed to premiere Memorial Day weekend, and we are finally getting it tomorrow with a nice little teaser tonight. Yep, yep. And then, and I'm really excited about this year because we're going to be featuring a lot more and a lot new voices on our show, including tonight. We have with us a brand new guest co-host, Veronica Rose. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you. Welcome aboard. So good to be here tonight. Thank you. I mean, you kind of... You didn't really ask to be on. It was more like your commentary on Twitter, and I just, I'm like, I need to talk to this person. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I have, I have some really good Twitter thumbs because I can go and go. I have a lot to say, and Twitter just doesn't give me enough room for it. <laughs> There, there are so many jokes I want to say in response to that, and I'm trying to bite my tongue. <laughs> well, see, now you have a platform so that where your thumbs can't get it in, now you have an open platform to, to share all your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I know, right? I'm telling you. There's always so many thoughts that pop into my head, and I'll just be like, oh, i got to talk about this, too. <laughs> <laughs> So, so tell us, since you're new to our show, tell us a little bit about your, I don't know, I don't know, like TV taste. Oh, oh um, you know, I made this uh, comment earlier with uh, Will on a post about how I, um, like, like everyone's been talking about the whole "This Is Us," and I don't, I have no need to like watch that show. I am so much a action packed. TV show kind of girl like if it has you know cars blowing up and guns going off and people chasing each other and having to solve murders I am all for it but um like real, real intense dramas I just I don't feel a pull to them mm-hmm. um maybe if it's a movie I yeah I'll more than likely watch it but if it's like a TV show I, it loses me, and I can't stick with them for very long. <laughs> I, I need action, and so, <laughs> so well, like, and it's funny because people talk about things that like this is us, and I'm just like, uh, what? what? <laughs> so yeah, no, no, my uh, it, it, run. It, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'm going to keep Sarah from like hitting the dump button on you, so because that's her show. What? <laughs> no, I I, um, I saw the Twitter exchange. I understand or Twitter exchange. It's a tweet exchange. I don't know what I'm talking about tonight. I saw <laughs> it. I understand it. I will say though that watching This Is Us is emotional torture and like emotional car crashes and stuff. So. It's just gotcha. on a different level, and plus Sterling K. Brown, enough said. Um, what is, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome. He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> what is in your um, TV rotation right now? Like, what are the your main shows? Oh, okay. So, of course, um, I have, like, I always am watching 
arrow, like, because mm-hmm. I, I write fan fiction. So a lot of times, you know, oh I need a, God. I need a little inspiration. So like, I'll like watch a, a season. I'll pick a few episodes that I really dig, and I'll watch those, and it kind of gets some inspo. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of the show Peaky Blinders. Oh my God, I like, I love that show yes. so much. Yes. Um, another that. one, Sons of Anarchy. Kurt Sutter is one oh. of my all-time favorite writers. I love this man so much i follow him on every social media that i can because i i love him even season Um, seven and recently huh even season seven of sons of anarchy yeah i liked it even though oh it was so rough to watch he just he blows me away with with the you know the the imagery and everything that he just created for that show i you know, I'm just blown away by him. Um, I mean, that show was definitely was very tough to watch for a lot of people because it's very triggering. But right. um, me yeah. as a writer, I've been writing since I was a kid. But me as a writer, that's the kind of stuff that like, I create when I write. Right. So I'm just like a huge fan of his for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you. I was obsessed with Sons of Anarchy. I can't get over that last season though. Like yeah, there was something so, and there was annoyance in it, and and if it ended very cliche. <laughs> yes. I, yes. And I was just, I'm I so was mad. not. Yeah. <laughs> so when it ended, I just sat there it. thinking, what? Yeah, yeah. I I was really really annoyed with the end. I was like, this is not happening. Yeah, um, I but, think um, in a know, previous <laughs> I think in a previous recording I brought up that show as um, a series that ended in the worst possible way for me and has scarred me for life. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's funny because a lot of people still talk to him about it you'll see it on twitter um when he posts things people will still bring that up with him and he doesn't like to talk about it very much Mm. he just kind of is like "Ah, i did what i did (laughs) yeah we know but why you could have done it differently (laughs) and i mean i was (laughs) i was really obsessed with it like probably you were probably a little bit more obsessed with it than i was but i was full in i was okay with tara dying even even though she was my favorite character I just it just did not work out the way I thought it could have or should have but okay so I think I understand your TV perspective now which is great yeah and I have to say that the show I just finished binging was Absentia on Amazon Prime with with, uh, Stana Katik from Castle I recommend everybody watch that it's amazing so good what was that title again? Absentia. Okay. Absentia. Yeah, Absentia. What's it about? Um, it, it's about an FBI agent who is kidnapped and goes missing uh, six years, and she's presumed dead. Um, the guy that they got for her kidnapping and her death is put in prison. Six years later, he makes a phone call to her husband, who is now remarried. And says, you know, she's still alive and you have 30 minutes to get to her. So basically he finds her and now it's a matter of trying to figure out what happened and where was she for six years. Um, it's, a, it's a mini-series. So mm-hmm. um, they've already done 10 episodes. I'm not sure if they're coming back with a second part. But um, 
it the whole 10 episodes just has you on your seat like you you think you figured it out and then come to the next episode and you didn't figure it out hmm. mm-hmm. it is just and Santa Katik she's just so good she is so good I was like okay I mean this show is definitely going to be something I watch over and over again it reminds me of Broadchurch a little bit you know, I didn't get a chance to see that one yet. Oh, come on. Murder, no. investigation, <laughs> mystery, like, wh- what's happening here? <laughs> Is it because you know, it's British? It's <laughs> no, no, because I love British. I mean, I, I pee blinders, you know, like, I mean, even, um, I really only recently, you know, in the past, like, year and a half, have I been able to kind of like as I keep telling people let my geek flag fly um I was in a kind of in a situation with somebody that just it things were kind of compressed into this box and I wasn't allowed out of it so now that that's done and over I'm like experiencing like this whole new world of things again you know and it's like getting back into the stuff that I love so that's I think why I'm so vocal online now (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, that's interesting, because I've had a similar experience with my own geek flag. Is that what the kids call it these days, Will? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm hip. No. So, so, like, okay, you don't have to get into the details of of the box or anything, but what show in particular just just allowed you to be, to open it, in, open yourself more into fandom um, that we're all relishing in these days. Um, Arrow. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I because like see, <laughs> okay, I grew up, the very first comic book I was ever given was Green Arrow, the original, where he looked like Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. My grandfather had a friend, and he's like, oh, I have all these comic books. I need to, you know, we're going to get rid of them. Do you want to give them to your granddaughter? So my grandfather's like, sure. And he had um, Arrow and The Flash and Superman. Most of them are all DC comics. I think there was a few that weren't. And then we had some Archie comics. Mm-hmm. And I just could not get enough of Green Arrow. And I was really um, hesitant to watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that, you know, I, I did really, like, I saw the promos and everything. And I was like, it doesn't look like anything that I would have imagined. Right. For, for Green Arrow. Um, but one night, I was just, I didn't know what to do. I was bored, and I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I watched the entire first season one night. <laughs> 23 <laughs> yeah. episodes or whatever it was. And, Sounds familiar. And I was like, okay. You're okay. Right. You yeah. know, because I was actually really impressed with um, Stephen Amell's portrayal of Oliver Queen. It was so different from what is in the comic books mm-hmm. and um i was really kind of intrigued and i wanted to see where it was gonna go uh-huh. and um i love the introduction of john diggle i thought that was like the co- coolest thing i was really into that and um so i stuck with it and then before i even i didn't even know anything about fandom okay right <laughs> like i knew right. of fandoms because you know there was a sons of anarchy fandom i knew i knew mm-hmm. that stuff especially glee like i saw that all over tumblr the glee um, yeah glee <laughs> fandom you know <laughs> so uh when arrow when i started looking at tumblr and i started seeing all the you know you know the the 
things that people were posting. I mean, these elaborate diff sets and, and, and all this stuff. I was like, whoa, what are these people doing? Like, this is intense. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And so I finally went out. I remember I got lost, like total rabbit hole of yeah. arrow stuff. And then I got to Twitter and I was just blown away. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And Stephen Amell is so, you know, interactive with his uh, fans. Right, right. Right. So I was really kind of, it pulled me in. And then by the time I caught up, it was halfway through season five. Okay. What? So this so, is recent. Yeah, very. It's funny how, you know, especially, you know, you made a good point about wondering how a comic or, you know, struck you and really got you into this character and then seeing how it is mm-hmm. to adapt it, you know, how it plays out and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, but it was, you know, so I was a fan of the 1990s version, which I was the ship. So yeah, when I yeah. first, so I first saw <laughs> that Grant, they were doing one with Grant Gustin and I saw the costume at first and I was like a little leery and stuff, but, you know, I watched mm-hmm. it. I just got hooked into the same, you know, the same, um, you know, interaction with people on Twitter. I mean, that's how I met Sarah, I think, with, uh, um, yeah. we were, yeah, we were last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just, yeah, it just grows from that. And, you know, and also, you know, really falling in love with the show because I think Sarah will, will, will kid me on this one, but like that was me and Mr. Robot. So, you know, like, mm. oh man, <laughs> yeah. I do want I I want to follow up on Veronica's point um, because I I like her did not initially think that Arrow was a show I would ever watch mainly because mm-hmm. they casted both Stephen Amell and Katie Cassidy and I despised both of those actors prior to the show <laughs> I still despise Katie Cassidy don't get me wrong yeah um, Stephen Amell though did one of the smartest things where he is like, this is the character I'm portraying. It's not going to be like what you um, read about in your books. It's not going to match up to the image. Mm-hmm. But so let me show you me and let me be like this great person on social media and really use it to not only sell our show, but to sell me and to sell everything else I want to do. And, I just, I love his presence on social media. It's so oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think I he set a high bar for the other leads of these shows to live up to. And I don't think any of them do currently at the no. moment. No. Hard. No. no. I think if anybody came close to it, honestly, I think Katie Lotz mm-hmm. of Le- mm-hmm. Legends is about, you know, up there, like second, because with the whole she authority thing. Um, but her presence is pretty strong, but it's nothing, nothing like Stevens uh, at all. Right. right. Yeah. He, um, in fact, when I came onto the fandom on Twitter, it was Stephen Amell's tweets that really, I started kind of, like I said, a rabbit hole. I started with his tweets, reading mm-hmm. comments, clicking on those, going to that, going... And I was really impressed. I was like, wow, of course, you know, then there's the ugly part of the fandom that you see that's I was gonna hard to get out. away from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shipping wars. The shipping wars. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes. Yes, yes. But, so bad. But, you know, you guys my were right. Very, my very first interaction with um, the fandom, the Arrow fandom on Twitter, is me being attacked by... Katie Cassidy fans. Mm. <laughs> I was yeah. like, whoa, yeah. wait a second, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. you. What What did you do? <laughs> I'm just curious. Well, I am not gonna lie. I am so disappointed in her portrayal of Laurel Lance or Black Canary. Uh huh. I. It was nothing. I mean, I love Black Canary from the comic books. Like that's my girl. <laughs> right. But that is not Black Canary. I think if I had to pick between her and Sarah Lance, like Laurel Lance, no, Sarah Lance, I think was came the closest to being, you know, the comic book canon of Black Canary. But yeah, no, I just I wasn't having it. <laughs> and I made a comment that Katie Cassidy was not very good at it and it just Ooh. people flipped out because I thought chemistry I mean before I even knew about who Stephen and Emily were as mm-hmm. as people mm-hmm. um their characters alone had such good chemistry that I was like um yeah you know their chemistry was so great but um Oliver and Laurel, their chemistry was so bad. <laughs> and that just turned into like, oh my god. I mean I got I got yeah. to block a whole bunch of people. Like it was ridiculous. It I was gets, just like, wow. It gets intense, yeah. I know I'm telling you, there was some some of my friends, Twitter friends on the on the Flash fandom right now with the whole Snowberry um and West Island. It's it's getting pretty vicious over there to the point where and I, I you know, there's people who are just like, I'm done with the Flash. It's like you know, the show, you know, Granted, the show has has not been as good as it has been in previous seasons, but you know mm-hmm. between that and then all the shipping war and just the, yes. the intensity of some of the folks that, on both sides of the fandom, it just takes the fun mm-hmm. out of it for them. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and I could totally I could totally get that how some people are just like screw it, I just I don't have time for this. Right. Yeah. So, speaking of Black Canary, um, All for Nothing, the latest Arrow episode was, is kind of setting us up for a Black Siren, Black Canary, and Canary Showdown. I, I, um, I was, (laughs) while watching the episode, I went from really bored with all of the Quentin stuff. (laughs) Yes, don't even get me started. To like, really, really die. Like, I'm sorry, but even if she does get redeemed, they're just going to kill her again because you can't have a a daughter on this show. Like, they all Mm -hmm. die. They come back. They die again. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the end, um, Black Canary or Black Siren kills Vince right in front of our our girl, Dinah. And um, even though this was a filler episode... Mm-hmm. The way that they edited everything together, I thought this was the best flashback episode Arrow has ever done, and it didn't even feature Oliver. You, yeah, you're correct. Right. I mean, it was very seamless. I, you know, actually, I, I watched it twice because I had I just appreciate that that flashback, and it was so and and natural. I mean, for me, this was one of the probably one of the Arrow shows that I have enjoyed watching the most in a very long time this season, because for mm-hmm. once we got—I mean, yes, there was the the rift and the between the two camps uh, on, on Team Arrow, but I mean that to me that 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 whole story took a uh, back seat to 
the drama between Yvette's and, and Donna's story being undercover and just how that all unfolded. And um, it may have been a filler show, but in, in, to me, in many ways, it actually carried the story forward that, had that oh, we yeah. haven't had that up to this yeah, point. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think that, I mean, personally, I like to know the origin of the characters. And even though we got just, you know, the tiniest bit of, of how Dinah came to be mm-hmm. um, with her, you know, canary cry, um, I really wanted to know more, especially once it was introduced that, you know, Vincent was, you know, vigilante, <laughs> who, of course, a lot of us were really shocked by. We were like, who's this? <laughs> shocked <laughs> but, um... is kind of an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Uh, what? <laughs> but um, it was really, it was really nice to kind of get a backstory on it and understand a little bit more about the two of them. And watching um, know, Black Siren, Evil Laurel, whatever you want to call her, watching her kill him and then trying to make it look like she was feeling bad for doing it was so just so ridiculous because she's a sociopathic killer. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Let her be, let her be the villain. There's nothing wrong with letting her be the villain. I mean, we need to have villains (laughs) on the show. So why do we need to redeem her? I don't get it. I totally thought you were going to say there is nothing wrong with being being a sociopath killer. And I'm like, well, there it is but um no i agree with you like like this shouldn't be a surprise and that's what really irritated me about it i hated how he last season when you're first presented with black siren or even on the flash when she made her real debut into this universe you're you're it's treated as if she's a known murderer. Like she's been right. at this for years. This, this mm-hmm. isn't something she just went to a boxing ring one day, picked up some gloves, learned how to throw some mm-hmm. punches, and suddenly she was a, a bitch. Um, I can yeah, give it yeah. Word. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just that moment and like her, her pausing, like you want me to kill him, and I'm like. Are you saying that you've never been asked to kill anybody before? Didn't you used to work with Jay Garrick or Hunter Zolomon, whoever the face he was? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, Katie, come right. on. <laughs> come on, girl. Yeah. I, I, and mm-hmm. I think that we're getting, we're getting a, I mean, it's not the best, but we're getting a better performance of her as a, a villain than when she was just Laurel Lance. Yes, she, she does. She does the villain characters better than she does the heroes, which is why mm-hmm. I don't want the redemption now. Exactly. Here's here's my theory though about this arc. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I I like how not only did they leave you on Dinah's pain, but Dinah and Oliver have that moment at the end, and mm-hmm. you can't really tell what is going through Oliver's mind. Um, but mm-hmm. it kind of gives this mm-hmm. idea that he's might protect Black Siren. There was a tweet a while back from I think 
Emily's Emily Bet Ricard's account where she talked about slapping Stephen Amell yeah. <laughs> after it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, I follow your tweet. I follow your, uh, yeah, your tweet I that, think yeah. it might have to do with him trying to protect Black Siren from Black Canary. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I would God, be mad. I hope not. <laughs> I I hope not. I think because you know she's already had that discussion with him. Felicity has already addressed his thing thinking that he could redeem Black Siren and she's already stressed to him that it can't happen mm-hmm. because it's not their laurel. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't understand why anybody, whether it's Quentin on the show character or the fans, think that this is Laurel that died. That This is not the same person. Right. Just because it's the doppelganger or whatever. Like, come on, you guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, we saw, you know, with, with I, raised, I made this point with someone the other day. It's like, look, you know, these are, like you, as you said, are doppelgangers, and we saw this. We're, it's okay if there's no redemption. I mean, we saw this with Crisis on their effects. I mean, there was no redeeming of, you know, Perfect Oliver or, or Overgirl. Any, Overgirl, any of those characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, you know, right. they're, they're evil. And, I mean, yes, hopefully they, you know, this, this whole thing with, with Quentin trying to redeem. Black Siren, um, you know, I, I'm hoping that this story, like, even, even though he is the long-suffering character on the show, um, <laughs> it, it, I'm hoping it fails because it just makes it, you know, as you said, Sarah, it's better to have a villain. You know, not yeah. everyone needs to be redeemed. I mean, some characters, you know, and, and, and narratively, some characters are worth redeeming. You're right. Right. I, another like thing. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, sorry, yeah. I'm a huge Deathstroke fan. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was the comeback to me. It was like, well, what about Deathstroke? I'm like, yeah. Well, you know. All right. Point taken. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what though? Even if he had stayed a villain, I still would have loved him. So because yeah. I, I like the Deathstroke comics, so I'm I'm okay with it. But yeah, yeah. Sucks, I don't know. Yeah, it just sucks he's on the shelf. At least for the TV universe for. Yeah, he's, he's done. Yeah. They're, they've they're done with that. They're not going to be able to bring him back. But yeah. I just, oh, just you know I feel for Quentin. I feel for Quentin. I, I this poor man. Like I don't know how he's not drinking again in the show. <laughs> he might. Wow. <laughs> wow. He yeah he might he might. Um, I'm telling you. <laughs> so I I also particularly liked this episode more so than the recent episodes because it finally gave added stakes to having the team dismantled and mm-hmm. having half of the team go after the bomb and half go after Vince and it both mm-hmm. being a wash and they couldn't yes. win. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. That's yeah. such a great mm-hmm. concept. And it's it's funny how Arrow is the last of these shows to air in a week. And all of the other shows, I could have sworn at one point there was a character talking about hope. And then Arrow airs, and it's like, yeah, there's no hope. Sometimes your heroes just lose, mm-hmm. and they lose bad. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it kind of was interesting how that all worked. Um, but I still don't really want this team split up to go on too much longer because oh God, no please no <laughs> if we have some more of the stupid wild dog comments about like i can't be here and this doesn't feel it's like come guys yeah, I, know. I, know. Move on. Yeah. Oh my God, I know i, I, I feel 
<laughs> like, see, I feel like it would be acceptable if this was still Evelyn Sharp because she was a teen- teenager. Right. Okay, you know, I'll excuse the behavior. But come on, they're grown adults, and, and they're acting like children, and, and it's just the whoever said, yeah, let's write their characters this way, it bothers me. And then as a queer woman of color, watching them destroy Curtis, oh. it's killing me. It is killing me because what they're doing to his character is Mr. Terrific is supposed to be one of the smartest men in the DC comic book world. Mm-hmm. And they have put him down into this whiny crybaby that, you know, wants to be Mr. Cool. And that it's just, it's killing me. I just, I'm so upset with the way that they have portrayed Curtis mm-hmm. and, um, watching the, the, fans reaction there's a lot of blatant racism and homophobia that's starting to come out really yeah i mean Uh and it's sad because i try to avoid a lot of those twitter arguments but i fall into the rabbit hole all the time no matter what i try to do and i come across some of the really most disturbing posts and I just, I can't, and I, you know, I didn't, when they first brought him onto the show, people were actually like, oh, cool. But now it's turning into this really bad part, and people are just really anti-Curtis, and they're ruining Wild Dog, too. too. And the, the writers have made the two men just completely abhorrent. To You, you just don't want to even watch them. You'd rather it just be dying by herself. And it upsets me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like that. You guys have got to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it seems that Dinah might be uh, you know, back into the show side of things. Yeah, maybe will be uh, fighting by herself uh, yeah, with, this yeah. vengeance, with this vengeance track. Uh, but I, mean, I, but I, I get what you're saying about... Uh, uh, you know some of the racist and homophobic comments that are out there. I mean, we we're starting to see some of that uh, undercurrent. I think going on with the Flash as well, with some of the oh yeah, uh, Iris oh, yeah. West uh, OTA o- OTF stuff that's going on out there too. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's OTF? Original Team Flash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do they have to steal everything that Arrow has? <laughs> yeah. like, it, yeah, it's like come up with your old things y'all come on really yeah like yeah. team flash like no not original team flash is just like we're gonna take a guy here we're gonna take a guy here we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and have our lineup yeah pretty much <laughs> and if folks remember original yeah. team flash actually included eobard fawn so be careful what you're asking for people. yeah <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's why it was brilliant because Eobard Thawne is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like I didn't watch Legends of when he last appeared, but um, so I hold what he gave us on, 
on the flash as like a gold standard. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just no matter if it's just me. Yeah. No matter if it's Tom. Sometimes you just get a really good bad guy and you're just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking now, now since Will can't seem to go through this Arrow discussion without bringing up the Flash, obviously. <laughs> well, it's a spin-off um, show. I, I do have one question, yeah. Will, yeah. because um, something dawned on me in this Arrow episode mm-hmm. about Caden James. Yeah. He really smart. He really, really smart. He's a very smart so, man. He's a smart man. Almost on the thinker level. So, who is smarter, the thinker or Caden James? Caden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is that? <laughs> Why did you just cave, like, right there? I didn't even... <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, the way this season has unfolded between the two shows, I mean, Caden is a much more interesting villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is. Interesting, but I asked you who was smarter. And I think he is smarter. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yes. I mean, if you compare the two villains as far as the thinker and Caden, both of them have thought out every contingency. Both of them resorted to spying on the respective teams. Oh, good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, mm-hmm. But, and maybe it's just because Caden has you know, advanced the story to the point now where we're getting to see some of the motivations for why he's trying to uh, stop Oliver, which is, you know, Oliver allegedly kills his son. So it's, right. so it's that next level of, I know it's not getting to intelligence per se, but it's just more, he's just a more well-rounded villain at this point. And just because of that, and, you know, actually putting some stakes into this, into star city with this bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know way he faked the team out. <laughs> I mean, with this last yeah. episode, it's just yeah. I yeah. Mean, he it's just they've executed that story a whole hell of a lot better than they have on the Flash as far as like, um, you know, smart, intelligent villain who tricks the tricks the heroes into basically a, a epic fail because they didn't stop the mm-hmm. bomb and they didn't they did and and Vince ends up getting killed. Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so before we go there, full yeah. flash, I thought it was interesting how in this episode of Arrow, they, they br- circled back to the real reason why Caden is going after Oliver and his team. And the real reason is because he believes that he killed his son, but the Dr. Tape does not match mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're kind of suggesting that somebody else is behind both doctoring that tape and revealing Oliver's identity as the Green Arrow. So who is behind it? Because it's not Caden. Maybe it is Caden. Yeah. You know. But why would he do that? I I kind of wonder because okay, so Argus is not known for being um, nice to their prisoners. <laughs> And being that Argus had held him for so long and that they had him in a shipping container sitting on a chair with his hands tied and a hood on, like, I have a feeling that the guy went through some major, like, psychological stuff to try to um, get him to talk. 
So, you know, there's there's that I theory that maybe he just kind of lost it mm-hmm. and it's just everything combined. So he created this very elaborate scheme to try to get back at Oliver from from a tape that somebody sent him that quite possibly could either be one of two things. And this is just this weird theory I've had, and other people have actually talked about it, but one, um, Adrian Chase. Yeah. yeah. His final goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the other um, idea, Amanda Waller. Didn't she... Didn't she die already? She, she, she died. But she, she was killed. But that woman had all kinds of things just... And she already knew about um, Kate and James. And then when Lila took over, she knew about Kate and James. I mean, they'd held him for quite a while. So mm-hmm. I just kind of wonder, like... I guess maybe, too, because I really like liked Amanda Waller's character. That I was, you know, I was sad when she got killed. Um, because I liked her evilness, uh, but I have a, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to like play this in as as Adrian Chase's final goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I know that's one of the prevailing thoughts out there. I mean, we we've talked about that mm-hmm. here too. Uh, that it's possible that it was Prometheus Chase who uh, set this whole thing was- in motion. But also, oh, but also we talked about the context of we thought maybe it was Billy with the arrow. Yeah, I'm throwing that out the window. Yeah. It's not Billy. Yeah, <laughs> Billy. It's not Billy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then well, that was a young Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I think the video this week pretty much do that. Yeah, we, that, yeah. That, that pretty much killed that And theory. then, you know, some people are talking, too. Like, one of the theories that they put out there was um, that Alina is a part of Caden's little band of misfits there. And that maybe, you know, she's trying to... You know, double aged and the whole thing here. Uh, I really, at first, you know, the idea was like, yeah, you know, that that could be a thing, definitely, and that would be kind of an interesting um, art to go on. But then somebody was talking about how, you know, she's really tired of seeing them pit women against each other on this show, mm. and would would like to not have where we see Alina and Felicity really working well together and everybody's really liking Alina being a part of it and not having that get destroyed because they want to put Alina with Caden still. Hmm. I don't know. I'm still going with the whole Chase thing. (laughs) Yeah, Adrian Chase is kind of the... It, it's the twist that we kind of all see coming, <clears throat> but the way the writers are talking about um, something that they're ha- they have in the works that could be revealed in the next few episodes where the show takes a turn. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not or else they're selling it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, <not>. right. <laughs> so so my bet now is that it's clearly the thinker. Because according to The Flash this week, The Thinker has planned out even events beyond his grave. And um, it's just, it's all working out for The Thinker. And to the point where Harry feels useless. And Harry's my, Mm -hmm. he's my buddy. And I felt bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the real villain on The Flash this week was Marvel, though. <laughs> it, it was, okay? They literally had a scene in this episode that matched the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I'm just like, this is deja vu, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't do yes. this. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that... That was interesting. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not, because it's a thinker. <laughs> okay, so you, you've answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I like, I kind of like what they've done with Barry and locking him up. I, I think that. Mm-hmm. Having Team Flash without the Flash is a very interesting concept. I wish that all of the episodes that had that featured did not feel like such filler episodes. Could they do it a little bit differently to where I wasn't feeling like it was a waste of time by the end of it? Well, maybe, 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 maybe they should have done, you know, honestly, they shouldn't have done the time jump so soon. I mean, what would have been better if they had left Barry and the Speed Force for you know, for a little bit more longer this season because essentially we're getting all these episodes of basically what life was like when he was trapped in the Speed Force for the six months. Right. Wow. Um, Drop the mic. Well, that was <laughs> that was a great point. <laughs> Thank and you, you're never you. gonna let that go. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, you know, to your point, I mean, you were saying that they locked him away, but I, and while you were saying that, I'm like, well, it seems like that's always happened the last little while with this show. Is that you know, it's it's called the Flash, but honestly, it's it's other other people are are at the center of the thing, and and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Barry's there. Yeah. You know, I I kind of like that, you know, he he was willing to not use his powers to, like, run away from this and that he's putting, you know, a lot of faith in the team to figure out how to get him out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like you said, I feel bad for Harry because... Because, you know, we know that he's, like, extremely smart. Like, this man is smart. Mm-hmm. And watching him struggle with not being able to save a kid that he kind of feels like is, like, his own son, in a way. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to see that. And watching everybody else kind of, like, you know, fumble around trying to do other stuff. But the whole time, they're all just have this weight on their shoulders as to, like, how are we going to get him out of here? How are we going to beat this guy? Like, what are we going to do? And um, so, you know, this, and even though the episode was a little, like, you know, it definitely was campy, for me, it, it was actually fun to watch mm-hmm. without a lot of, like, super hard thinking about, oh, what does this all mean? Yeah. It was just fun, but because yeah. it, it was silly, but then they had that little element of the, the drama with, you know, Barry trying to help Big Sur. Yeah, I, I just I, I feel like Harry feeling defeated and was such an afterthought to me. 
Mm-hmm. That it stood out, and what what more more importantly, what that whole idea um, and sentiment brought up to me and pointed out is that Team Flash really does not care that Barry's in jail because they are not worried <laughs> about him. <laughs> they, are, they are clearly they're not just praying that very well, are they? <laughs> no, they're they're just like we got another bad guy, so Barry just well. stay tight. Well, like, yeah, well, like I said, they're used to him being gone. Or he was gone for six months, so you know, <laughs> right? It's like, uh, we get it, Will. No, but I mean, but <laughs> but I mean, to get to the Veronica's point, though, I, I, I felt that it, it was fun show for me this week because the team was like actually using their brains and and they felt the team and somebody else well, randomly, uh, randomly, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 But it just, yeah. But I, mean, I just, yeah, you know, sir. I've talked to you about this before. I mean, it it, it, it seemed that in earlier weeks, I mean, Cisco, you know, old Cisco would have figured things out, and it, you know, yeah, made things, you know, figure to make things work. Now, granted, I understand that the thinker is, you know, this meta human who has the intelligent man ever. But at the same time, throughout this season, I felt that at many points, people like Cisco and Caitlin and Harry were like artificially dumb. <laughs> Where, <What>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Newburn, okay. writing it down. Right Continue, sir. <laughs> yeah, and so this episode was fun to watch because they were able, you know, in helping Big Sur and helping Barry try to free him they were doing th- and also just trying to figure out how to get Ralph and, and Cisco back to normal size it was the old kind of dynamic where they were you know actually using their brains and, and, and been able to solve problems and it was just a I mean it was a mic drop moment for me to see how everything came together at the end of, this, in, end of the episode and it, with with Iris and the team working together and 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 and, and, and drop and Grundy but they didn't win <laughs> Instead, Bar- instead, Barry had to clean up the mess from prison, mm-hmm. well, which yeah. got him in mm-hmm. a deeper mess. Yeah, yeah, yep. which, which, I mean, yeah, which, you know, I guess getting to your earlier question earlier, you know, who's more genius, um, Caden or the thinker? And, yeah. Um, now you're you, changing. I mean, I'm not changing. No, I'm still staying with Caden. <laughs> I'm still staying with Caden now. But, uh, it, 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 I mean, but it, 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 it was a good a good trap and it but it's been a trap that that they that they've been sort of doing all season. Yeah, you know, with the flash for me the last this this season has the more and more I you know, as each episode airs, I'm almost exhausted at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's like they're trying to fit so much into the one hour mm-hmm. or at least what, the forty three, forty five minutes that they actually have the show. <laughs> and they're putting so much information that it's just so confusing at, at times like you know um and sometimes i just kind of think like you know what were the executive producers thinking by pushing this many little you know plots within the episode and it's just i i get exhausted at the end of it because there's so much going on and that's specifically this season right Mm-hmm. And I think what you're what you're recognizing 
is because the thinker is 10 steps ahead of Team Flash, the writers have to be 10 steps ahead. So it's yeah. almost like they're writing these these episodes, planting things that'll come back around. Granted, they're, that's like five episodes in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, you're right, Sarah. And, and I think you're right, you do feel exhausted. I mean, after... Um, after each episode, and, I, and, I, and part of it is too, I think, you know, just the, the shift from season three, where they were just so bogged down with, you know, with the whole story of Savitar and, and Iris getting murdered mm-hmm. by her. So now they're, you know, but Sarah's point, they are throwing a lot of things out there. Like, you know, how's mm-hmm. Phil's new meta ability going to play into? <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me. Choose me. Yeah. Okay. So, so did anybody else? Did this? stick out with anybody but her ability or her unborn child's ability is the same as ability as um brainstorm mm. brainstorm can read the minds granted they didn't do mm. the editing technique that was really kind of like that nah, nah, don't do that um but but i just i couldn't help and i they kind of look alike and I'm going to be very <laughs> confused <laughs> right. in that important time. Because for all well, we know, Brainstorm is from the future. That could be a thing. You don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Well, true, true. But I thought, you I, know, thought, I thought Caitlin had a line, though, that said that baby did not have any meta humor. It, it, that, that, is, that is correct. So Yeah, but, but you just never know. I mean... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just, it just seems so weird to all of a sudden just give Cecile some sort of superpower that it would make sense to me more so that the baby and she just happened to be not necessarily was she on the bus during the whole dark matter thing, but like somehow, some way, you it's got to be connected. It, yeah. You know, I, I just, Maybe she doesn't remember, you know, maybe she was in the vicinity or something happened. I don't, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she was on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what? Maybe, maybe we'll get a flashback. She's by the pretzel. <laughs> maybe we'll get a flashback to the, uh, to the night of the explosion. The original. That, yeah. No, but if it, well, so, so Caitlin must have also tested Cecile's blood, like to see if there was any, because I thought so, she must have done both. So yeah. Cecile and the baby shouldn't be metahumans, but they are. Well, didn't she say that Cecile had some latent dark matter in her brain or something like that? I thought I, I had to go back and watch the episode, but I thought I thought Cecile had some latent, but black matter material in her body somehow and that's what then something triggered it yeah well i mean it's like you know i mean if you compare like gestational diabetes in a in a pregnant woman like you know she gets it when she's pregnant yeah, goes yeah. away when she has the baby so <laughs> like, you know, so I don't know, like are they using the same concept maybe maybe <laughs> i'm just i'm just waiting for that baby to be brainstorm and i'm gonna be like yeah but apparently but, none, but, of, but, none but, of my flash predictions ever come right but remember so. remember she's you know she did say that the baby was a girl so 
Yeah. Uh, well, the thinker so, is smart enough to change that. Well, no, I'm just thinking it's, you know, I, I, I'm holding, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking, hold on to my theory that it's Future Girl. The Mystery Girl. It's, it's what girl? The Mystery Girl. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's Future Girl? Oh. Yeah. Crazy Future Girl, who we did not see, even though they teased us last week. Right. Her. <sighs> jerks. Jerks, jerks, jerks. Okay, mm. so let's talk about the big thing that happened this episode, besides the shrinkage. We we had um, <laughs> the Big Sur storyline kind of come full full circle, and the the same guy who would not commit perjury and reveal him or reveal himself as the Flash during his trial to prevent him from being locked up um, decides that hey I'm the Flash so I can run away run halfway around the world and drop this guy off and come all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> Very, yeah. Very, very, B-A, B-A, B-A. He needs to learn yeah. how to do so. He needs it. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. You know, I, 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 I loved the introduction of Aminette. Um Yes. She's kind of really cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of curious to, like, you know, to see what's going to um, come of this little arc, because, you know, it's not like she can really, you know, milk Barry Allen's tears to, like, become speedster. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm curious to see how they're going to use Barry. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And, Metahuman. And then I was kind of, it's funny because, right? <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that we have a, a former law and order district attorney who's the, the bad um, warden, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to um, how this is all going to play out because it feels like Team Flash is, they're kind of running out of um, ideas for them to work and do stuff without Barry Allen being a part of them. Mm-hmm. So now they have to create this conflict so that Barry Allen's back as the center of the story through the episode. So, you know, it'll be. I didn't really view it as that because what I saw in the preview more was how how putting him in the real metahuman secret jail and having this exchange with Amunet Re- reintroduces us to a lot of the characters we met during the first half of the season mm-hmm. because they were in a lot of those images. So now not only does Barry have to save himself, but he is saving people that he has first-handedly locked away, A, and then also has also probably feels a little bit of responsibility for considering knowing that his friend's breaking him out of the speed force caused this whole chain reaction. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that weighs heavily on Barry and they, I don't think that they have really explored that yet this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They have it. I mean, we still can't figure out what all, all those geometric pattern things that he was writing and everything. We, there's so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, one thing I was, I was thinking about with, with these new metas, is, I mean, 
you know, you know, thinking back to the backstory of the thinker as far as his, you know, having him as his body breaking down and, you know, utilizing Amunet basically to harvest a meta, to harvest someone to basically uh, be a host, which we ended up with Dominic being that. Right. Mm-hmm. All these, I mean, you know, I just wonder if the folks on the bus are, you know, are, are just collateral damage that, um, you know, it, or just basically chess pieces to keep Team Flash busy while the mm-hmm. come, you know, executes his ultimate endgame, which, you know, we're still mm-hmm. unclear about what that actually is. Um, so, you know, I, so maybe, you know, Barry, you know, yeah, maybe that piece of the puzzle is done. Now we've got these extra metas that the team is just having to, you know, like Ralph and others who just, uh, yeah, are just the villain of the week, <laughs> and we're we well, dealing with them. Right. And there's nothing, nothing deeper to them other, other, other than that point for the story. Now that Devo has, you know, was able to harvest one of them. Yeah, you know, and for me, it, <laughs> I kind of like um, that we don't have to see the thinker in that stupid floating chair and I don't know why I just it it was it's just too much for me yeah, well, Be- because it appeared yeah. it wasn't for me it wasn't even the effects I'm just I'm thinking to myself anytime that chair came out and especially when he was flying it around Central City I can't help but wonder why isn't anybody else seeing this yeah. like is, is it like Wonder Woman's uh, invisible yeah, yeah. dad or something like on, what? He, he had a cloaking device come on come on Central City is like just closed down at 8 p.m. I'm very confused here, right? Like, I mean, they have have a freaking huge gigantic shark walking around in shorts in their streets, and nobody seems to be bothered. Uh, It's just just another day in Central City. You know, we got sharks. We got it's like we got a flying chair. You know, uh. (laughs) like who is it that um. I think Oliver tells Barry something about Central City where everybody's happy. Starling is not, or Star City is not like that or something. Central City, they must have some sort of um, lithium in their water (laughs) and everybody's just walking around super happy and they just don't care that there's all these weird people. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the water from a Batman Begins, you know, it's like this. All right, all right, reel it in, guys, reel it in. Okay, they they do tend to honor the freaks just as much as despise them. Um, I think mm-hmm. we're just seeing more of that underbelly play out this season than in previous seasons. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a different season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know how different it is. I I feel like I've always had issues with the Flash, and um, mm-hmm. like I even stopped watching the Flash the first season. And then I, um, because I couldn't get through exposition, exposition, exposition. And then I returned when I heard about the, the two parter. Oh my God. What a firestorm episode. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and from that episode forward, it's just pure perfection. Um, but I, I, I always recall having issues like with certain parts of the season, 
Um, but they, they, these guys by, at this point are part of the family. You know, you, you just, mm -hmm. you, you stay with them. It's loyalty. <laughs> yeah. 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 And true. Even, even though you, even though I had to talk off the ledge multiple times last season. I just, I, I, I was over it. Well, I was really <laughs> over it. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, last season, um, I, in fact, I didn't even finish watching last season. I waited until it was on Netflix and then I finished it. Um, and then this season, I, I will, I won't, I may not watch for a couple of episodes and then I'll pick up and watch it, you know, on the app just because I haven't really been pulled into it as much as before. I'm not, um, I'm not really sure why. I don't know, especially when they introduced Ralph. I yeah. was really turned off by that. Yeah, yeah. I, I had, yeah, me too. <laughs> I had, I had the episode this season where I turned, I did come very, very close to turning off. Sorry, I'm just checking to see if my mom cried while watching This Is Us tonight. <laughs> she is. I. I have. Um. I know that you're not a fan of This Is Us, but it all comes full circle on this show. Um, but um, it is. It kills me this season. Um, it's the first few times when my mom has called me and she's like, "I just watched This Is Us. It's so sad." <laughs> and I'm like, I watched it. I liked it. <laughs> I'm not crying. I know. I see all the tweets about it. I mean, because, you know, my timeline will just fill up with it. And I'm just like, my God, this must be the saddest show in the world. <laughs> it's it's this. There's an episode this season. And I even made Will watch a piece of it mm -hmm. um, called Number One. <laughs> It is one of the best episodes of TV I've seen this past year. Like, uh -huh. just f from first. And by the end of it, I wasn't crying, but I was definitely like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I just, I, the, that yeah. is just depressing. That was and some heavy stuff. It was heavy shit. I was like, come on. Oh. I'm like, it's, it's not melodramatic, which no. that show can easily, because the next episode, pure melodrama. But... When it hits that that hard part and that like real and authentic emotional burdens, you're you're mm -hmm. just like okay, this is why I watch the show. Like I don't need to be hit by a bullet because I, I or I don't need to see action on the screen because I just feel like somebody's <laughs> punching me in the face because damn. <laughs> I may have to go ahead and dip my toe in that just to to understand what everybody is talking about. Because sometimes yeah. I feel really left out, and then yeah. they get all everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I can't believe it. You're not watching." All right, let's talk <laughs> Black Lightning. Um, yes, Black Lightning. And it continues the the struggle and the powers and the family drama continues in episode three. Um, mm -hmm. I I did not particularly like this episode. I thought it was well done. But in the pre-show, Will and I were talking about this for a bit. And my problem was, even though I understand the comedy, I understand the the target audience and what they were trying to get at and how this appeals to viewer expectations, the side plot with the daughter telling her parents, like, I think I'm ready to have sex. Oh, yeah, I'm having sex on Saturday. 
I, I feel like that slowed <laughs> down everything else that was happening in this episode and left me wanting more from all of the other storylines and wanting less of that side plot. Like, <laughs> I, I want more Anissa, okay? <laughs> Just show that yeah. character more. God, I'm tired of the teenage angst right now. <laughs> We're going to get a lot more teenage angst now. No! No, we can't even yeah, remember. You know, it's <laughs> even though we can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, for quite a few years when Planned Parenthood was still part of uh, Texas and in El Paso, I was a sex education um, instructor, and I worked mostly with teenagers, and. That specific thing that she talks to her parents about is the kind of stuff I used to talk to my kids about and and how they can approach things with their parents. And when I was watching that episode, the, the <laughs> you know, instructor in me was going, yeah, that's right. That's how you do it. <laughs> so I was totally like digging that because I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it, how it needs to work. But I can see how for some people, you know, they're kind of like, wait, what, 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 what happened? What was this about? Why is, why is this in the show? So yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other part of me was like, you go, girl. <laughs> uh, see, uh, whenever we were talking about it earlier, I, <laughs> I it was, it was, it, it hit me on several levels. Because one, I do have a now teenage daughter. So, <laughs> so it was like, okay, is this, is this what's to come? <laughs> and, so, and, and then when Jefferson was talking to, to the football, to, to the boyfriend, like in the, uh, you know, after he yeah. left that, that I, I just, I, I love that moment. I was like, this is why I love this show because uh-huh. it was just, it was, I, I mean, I, I totally get Sarah's point. But for, but for me, you know, it was this was why why I think this is like one of the best shows on TV right now is because it just it was so real mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. moment and like how you know and it was just like instead of the you know stereotypical like you know you know I got my peace you know don't mess with my daughter kind of thing I just loved how Jefferson handled that right. It was just, yeah, it was just, it was brilliant. And, and, you know, not condescending in a, you know, the old way. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was, it was hilarious watching that exchange because the kid's face just made it so real. (laughs) Um, One of the things that was funny is I had a little flashback because um, my, my father was a bounty hunter. (laughs) and i will never forget the first time a high school boyfriend met my father and it was much like that (laughs) your father asked him how he washed himself (laughs) i I think maybe it was like that approach that took me out of it a little bit because all i'm seeing i'm not even seeing a father trying to get a dig in on a guy who's after his daughter I'm thinking of a principal talking to a student yeah. <laughs> and I'm like right right, right. 
I yeah. don't think that was the best approach because <laughs> he could go tell his parents and you could be sued. Yeah, yeah. that was really a very weird way to approach that conversation. <laughs> like, just yeah. just shoot him with some lightning. Like, lay down all defenses. <laughs> be like, just have Black Lightning pay him a visit. That, I think, would have been a little bit more not as jarring because they even had it set at school, and I'm like, I just, ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's my mother was taught at the same school, high school I went to. So I, you know, so I had to navigate that, <laughs> you know, the way, even though I never saw her when I was at school during the day, but just, just that, that dynamic, you know, I guess that scene, you know, show or book you read or whatever, you know, obviously are, you know, we are, we, we view those things through our, our own lens. And, mm-hmm. and so it, you know, that scene just kind of touched me on so many different ways dealing with having a parent in your school where you're like, you know, trying to you know, maybe dating someone or something like that. And it's just like, you know, all those things sort of going on at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this episode also introduced us to a lot, two new characters mm-hmm. who are probably going to be pretty important to come. Um, mm-hmm. We have Grace Choi. I, and that's, yes. that's about all I know about her, but she's an Amazon, which is pretty cool. Yep, she's mm-hmm. an Amazon. Um, and she was reading about the Outsiders. Yeah, nice little Easter egg there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is just so happened to where her comic book character kind of was affiliated with in the past. So that is about all I know about her. Yeah. <laughs> so one of you nerds, hopefully you did your research. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't read an Outsiders comic book in so long. Um, I think I read only one. And it, it, I barely remember, but it was kind of um, funny how in the last episode, Curtis had mentioned that they should be called the Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then here in Black Lightning, um, they introduce Grace, and then here she is with the Outsiders comic book. So I was like, hmm, you know, like it, it was I'm not thinking that they're going to combine the shows because the, the, the creators of Black Knight have already said that it's completely different from the rest of the Arrowverse. But it was, it's interesting because the idea of two strong female characters who are going to end up being superheroes as part of a show that, like, you know, that it's just... Black Lightning is just opening doors to so many opportunities for representation mm-hmm. that I'm just, I'm so here for it. You know, I'm so ready to find out because I know that they've already leaked that, um, or maybe even just rumored that, you know, Grace is going to become Anissa's new girlfriend. The, the possibilities of the two of them joining together as a relationship, as a couple, but as a team is so cool. <laughs> it's going to be really neat to see how they're going to play this out. I like, um, they're, they're, at one point in their conversation, they were talking about what it would be like to actually be a superhero. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was Grace who described it as it would be really lonely. 
which is mm-hmm. which is something like we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing all of these heroes struggle with that dual identity. Um, but mm-hmm. for her to say that to Anissa, who has a unknown to her, has a superhero father, potentially mm-hmm. a superhero mm-hmm. future girlfriend in her midst. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that she would encounter that loneliness and maybe with her, her pathos will more be about expectations and trying yeah. to live up yeah. to the mantles and trying to protect those that she loves who are also trying to do the same thing, especially if her her sister follows in her um, footsteps as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, too, I mean, in any comic book that you read, and they bring in the son or daughter of a superhero who ends up with powers, the, they always show the struggle of, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kid having, like, this legacy to live up to and not having the opportunity to create their own legacy. And I, I know that's probably going to be something that they will bring into this with Black Thunder, you know, her, her trying to if she, you know, once she finds out about her father and, you know, how she's going to, you know, work all, all that out and, and is she going to still continue to be the, the social activist that, you know, because she's already said that, you know, her her days of marching and, and, and protesting are, are over because now she wants to actually physically change the world by doing stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, well, is she going to still be rebellious? Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So is she going to be rebellious? Whereas her dad's like, no, we don't want to do that. No, I don't want to be Black Lightning. I, I, I just want to do this. And is she going to be like, no, fine, you're not going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I look forward to seeing how we're going to have Anissa be her own, you know, autonomous character away right. from her dad. Yeah. Right. Well, right now, that's really easy because those two mm-hmm. have barely shared any screen time together. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. isn't that... Yeah, that's kind of I mean, I get, that I get that they're trying to do this whole, like, you know, she's older, she's out of the house kind of thing, but, you know, it'd be, I'm, I'm waiting for them to put them together, you know, again to see what happens. <laughs> the the other character that we get introduced to is um, a more evil character, Lady mm-hmm. Eve. Yeah. Which oh, I, I loved the juxtaposition between Tobias and Lady Eve. And I mm-hmm. like how the the writers were smart enough. They they got rid of Lala, so now it's Tobias. But now mm-hmm. they also want to make sure you understand Every time you have one of these guys, there's always somebody right b- over on top of them mm-hmm. pulling the strings. Yep. And, exactly. and that's why the hole is so deep. Um, yeah. So fill me in on Lady Eve. Who is she and where does she come from? You know, I'm, I'm really wondering her origin. Like, what caused her to decide that this was the kind of life she had. I mean, if you look at it, she's got this opulence to like this little office that she was in. And she's got these very men standing behind her, you know, their white gloves. They're like, I, I really want to know, like, does she come, is she like a rags to riches kind of character and fought their way to the riches <laughs> in a way that turned them 
you know, I, 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 you know, Jill Scott, I mean, I'm sorry, Jill Scott overall, she's just an amazing actress. I absolutely love her and everything I've ever seen in her. In. So trying to, you know, watching her character bloom even more is going to be so much fun, especially mm-hmm. because Tobias looks like he is totally Wait. afraid of her. Yeah, he is. Yeah. She is, she is so freaking classy. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I just, I just like that. And she's so, so polite in how she's mm-hmm. like, you better get me my money. You better make this right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she does it with a smile. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because like, Tobias knows she... he's just going to, yeah, because he knows he, she, she kills him with kindness. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Um, okay, so so I, I take from all of that, we really don't know who she is or where she comes from. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I've never heard of her before, so okay. I don't know if maybe she's an original character. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. She's I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming Will. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, you know, I just... I haven't heard of her either. I was, I meant to, I meant to, I, mean, I looked up, you know, Tobias and stuff, but I mean, it could just be a, a true character that, you know, it is unique to the show. Uh, so I will do my homework and have an answer for you. So um, the, the last point I really want to bring up from the episode and, I know somebody got paralyzed, and we should probably talk about that, but I can't remember his name. Uh, and Khalil. I don't really. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Khalil. 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 That's, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Khalil. Because every time they say it, I think they're saying Chloe or something, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Khalil. Okay, Khalil. he got paralyzed. Mm-hmm. That happened. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, uh, Jefferson and his ex sort of it's interesting what they they talked about this episode because there was a proposal for um jennifer to move back is it jennifer the daughter the other the daughter, daughter mm-hmm. just the yeah. younger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay jennifer we, we've been talking way too long um jennifer to move back in with lynn mm-hmm. and um which begs me to wonder I know Lynn left, but it doesn't seem to fit her character. Not only did she leave Jefferson, but she left the girls, therefore, in a way, forfeiting her custody rights? Yeah, I'm wondering, you know, there's been some teasing that, you know, her last name is um, Stewart, and one of the, you know, tie-ins, possible tie-ins is that she is related to John Stewart. John Stewart, Green Lantern. So, you know, I wonder if mm. if there is, you know, if because, you know, obviously she had to rip with Jefferson and his being superpower and she had superpower, you know, with John. And it's like, okay, so he's cool to be a Lantern, but I can't be uh, Black Lightning, really? So, uh, you know, I don't know if there's some issues there or if she, you know, you know, if if it was just one of those things where she had a you know breakdown where she just wasn't capable at the time and maybe that's how Jefferson ended up with the kids, I don't know. Yeah, I I kind of wondered if maybe because you know he he's a principal, so he's got a very a very common kind of 
eight to five job and goes home at night, whereas mm-hmm. she's like a neurosurgeon. So, you know, she's obviously a, a doctor that's in demand and she probably, you know, is, is active in her job and probably, I don't know, I was kind of taking it as maybe like, you know, he was more stable hmm. as far as like the girls, you know, would have somebody home at night. But it, you know, they haven't really touched on that too much. So I'm, I'm curious. And then I'm kind of aggravated though because of how against his superpowers she is. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, no, you're supposed to be supportive. <laughs> but, you know, they gotta have their conflicts. So I get that. But, um, it's, it's interesting that when she mentioned wanting to have custody of Jennifer and have her come live with her, he was just like, I mean, he shut that down quick. He's like, hell no. So, <laughs> yeah, right? So there's something there that he is... So I'm wondering if they're not going to be like, maybe she had an affair? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Oh, she had an affair with the cop. <laughs> right? <laughs> court, but, you know, they, you'd think that he wouldn't be so cool with the cop, though. Yeah, but there's some tension there. But, yeah, there is. Oh, Will, um, you probably just spoiled that for me. <laughs> that is so going to happen. That is a great call. There is some awkwardness. And I think even in the first episode, he brought up Lynn to Jefferson at one point. Mm-hmm. And just the way he was like, hey, 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 she back around. It's like, why do you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. Real quick, just to touch, just to touch on on your earlier question. So I looked it up real quick, and Lady Eve appears in Batman and the Outsiders, nineteen uh, eighties uh-huh. um, okay. comics. Uh, she's a New Earth character, and there is a group called Cobra Cult that she is a part of. Hmm. So I'm wondering if they're not going to create. An outsider's team within Black Lightning. As long as they don't make another TV show out of it, because apparently <laughs> CW can only air four at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe the logical thing is add more characters in more shows, but shorten the freaking seasons, guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Annoying. I know. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 ready to see what's to come of Legend because I I really like that show a lot. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I, it's too campy. I don't like it. I have so much fun watching that show. It's you know I just it's so it's chill except for you know their winter finale was really stupid with Odin. No. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, we don't. You know, this is an inter- this is interesting because uh, when we were talking before about your your taste in TV, you went really really dark, and then yeah. <laughs> anytime we hit like one of these shows, and it was like it was campy, but it was fun, and I'm sitting here like I hated it. <laughs> I don't want campy. <laughs> yeah, and it's for me, it's like. So when I look at The Flash and I look at Legends of Tomorrow, um, I see comic book. Mm-hmm. 
and and I see the 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 silly comic book stuff, you know. Um, but if you ask me about Deathstroke, I mean that that comic is pretty intense, and um, so it just it varies. But I mean, if it comes down to it, I'm gonna always pick Arrow, and even now Black Lightning because I like the 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 kind of grittiness that it has. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely pick those two over the the Flash and Legends, and you know, for their campiness, but. Um, sometimes, like, when I sit down and watch a TV show that's going to be interrupted by a lot of commercials, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into it, and then the commercial come on and be like, oh, come on. Yeah. So, I don't mind, like, when The Flash and Legends are on. I get really upset when a commercial comes on during Arrow. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. I think with Black Lightning, though, like, I really think that um, they've done a really great job of, of kind of giving us, you know, an introduction to these characters. But I'm still waiting for more characters on um, his Italian suit tailor sidekick guy. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, how is a, a tailor all of a sudden, like, you know, Mr. Computer Nerd? Like, I... They, you know, they haven't given us too much backstory on how the two of them work together. I'm kind of it, waiting for that. Oh, it's going to come because they, they teased us with um, him covering up that it was Tobias mm-hmm. behind the shooting, um, which was an interesting cue. Like, yeah, ah, there's some there's some secrets within the team. Oh, <laughs> Where have we seen oh, that wow. before? Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, I wouldn't oh be gosh. surprised if Lynn and the Taylor had the affair back in the day. You never you, know. You never know. Right? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I'm I, telling you. It, see, see, and that's, like, you, you brought up kind of what I was getting at last week when we were talking about Black Lightning and how this, the Taylor guy, whose name we cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, we're just gonna call him the Taylor from now on. Yeah. He uh, he stands out to me so much. Like Will, did you pick up on what I was saying when you were watching this episode? I, Anytime. I, I did. I thought of you whenever I was watching this week. Yeah, I did. It's it's the, his voice throws me off so much. I'm like, you're on the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, just so you catch up, if you didn't listen to us last week, Sarah Sarah thought he was miscast. Yes. <laughs> no. It's it's his no, you voice. Know because of his voice, yeah. I feel like they're I feel that they're doing like the token white guy on the, the show. <laughs> it's the token think, white Alfred. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> because well, we do know especially another... when you watch when you watch uh, Arrow and how often Diggle makes comments about, well, I'm just a black driver. <laughs> yeah, but, but Diggle, Diggle makes sense in that universe. This yeah. guy, like, literally feels like he's on a different show. Like, even that's his why, <laughs> That's why I keep trying to figure out, like, okay... What? Who is he? <laughs> I don't want the heck come is his name. <laughs> I looked it up. He goes by Peter Gamby. His Gamby. last name is Gamby, okay. and that's and Jefferson uh, says Peter, but um, 
No, they have never referred to that character by his name. Right. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Taylor. That's Black, Black Lightning Writers. Right. Just dub him the yeah, Taylor. Yeah, you know what? I think, um, I don't even know if, if Jefferson ever has said his name, to yeah. be honest with you. I, I think Lynn did. Lynn did. She did. When she went to go talk to him. But at the time, I didn't pay attention to what she called him. I just was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Because you don't know why or how he's relevant to the story because he belongs on a different show. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's, it's very, very odd. I'm, I'm waiting to find out about him. I'm waiting to see what they're going to give us on him, especially him covering up that Tobias was in that car. Yeah. Yeah. That was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get more to what's going on there as we as we as the story unfolds. And the, right. the, and the thing that I find really interesting about Black Lightning is how the writers, um, the very first episode touched on you know some some stuff that we have seen in the news and current mm-hmm. events or whatever. But I was really interesting to find out that that was an actual experience. That the writer, the creator himself, is yeah, had. yeah, I read and, that, yeah. and I, and I thought that was kind of cool that you know here we have a show where the creator can actually input ex- personal experiences, and mm-hmm. not just fantasies of like my ideal superhero. Yeah. So that's I think another reason why Black Lightning is really doing so well because it's really t- touching on things that people are passionate about. Yeah. And it's representing a a community that hasn't been given that opportunity to showcase their struggles. So it's, it's really neat. And that's why I think, you know, it's, it's really going to do so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was a perfect ending to our black lightning talk. And <laughs> that is it for this week, guys. We're gonna we're, we're gonna skip over Legends, skip over Supergirl, and just call it a day because that was a lot of unpacking we just did. Um, <laughs> but some great unpacking. I mean, I think. Veronica, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at nerdy underscore chicana with an X, not a C H. X I C A N A. All right. And Will, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk. It's at W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our, follow our crew on Twitter at Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, comment on both iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also find us on the CastBox Android app. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.